We've got football coming up tonight. The NFL season kicks off with the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs playing host to the Houston Texans. Out on the diamond, it was a beautiful day for some baseball. And heading into 2020, many people thought there would be no high school football. Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. You're listening to WNCT 9 on your side, Sports Talk, with sports director Brian Bailey, Nolan Knight, and Kelsey O'Donnell. Hi, everybody. Welcome into our Not On Your Side Sports Weekly Podcast. Brian Bailey with Kelsey O'Donnell. Nolan Knight won't be with us today, but Larry Williford, the head basketball coach at Farmville Central, is with us from his office over at the school in Pitt County. And Farmville Central made it back-to-back-to-back state two-way championships with that 113-98 and win over Hendersonville on Saturday. First of all, Coach, from all of us here, and we've said it a couple of times on the air and, and on radio and everywhere else, but congratulations to you and the Jaguars. Thank you. So Saturday was a great day. You know, when you look at what all this this team had to go through with all of the COVID protocols and, and even, you know, last year not getting a chance to actually play for a state championship and then, you know, missing so much practice time. And I think you guys even, your, your ring ceremony was interrupted because of the coronavirus. I mean, you guys couldn't get a break, could you? Uh, <laughs> it was one thing after another. Uh, but I think it all it really made these guys appreciate being together and the love they had for one another. Not, not anything about basketball skill wise, but just their love that they had for one another and the, the appreciation of coming to practice and, and being together uh, really helped us, you know, have that true team bond. And you guys had that undefeated regular season. And then because of the way, the seedings, you know, were, were a blind draw. So you guys get a nine seed. And basically what that meant was you guys were going to be on the road. You know, you could have been on the road throughout the entire playoffs. You did get a chance to play at home uh, in the Eastern Finals. But uh, you guys really, you know, relished that role, didn't you? Yeah, nobody complained. Everyone was excited. Uh, I told them it would be an opportunity for us to do it the hard way. Uh, you know, we didn't have the luxury of playing in front of 2,000 fans like we've had, you know, several times, you know, when we've made other state championship runs and that this could end up being as special or more special than any of those other runs because we had to do it on the road that traveled. That a lot of people would, would probably think that we, we couldn't get it done, and we did. And, Coach, going off of that, does this year mean anything more to you? Does it feel any better than, you know, any of those other years you guys have won the state championship? Uh, you can't slight n- no year you win a state championship because there's always special moments within each one of those seasons um, for various reasons. This particular year, it was just that we it seemed like every time that we thought we knew what was going to happen, the opposite would happen. And, uh you know, finally when the playoff seeds came out, I just kind of giggled. You know, <laughs> so well, we're the nine seed. You know, let's 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 be road warriors. And I tell you, we went and had team meal at Parker's Barbecue, and Billy spoke to our team before our first round game before we left to get on the road to Hertford, and he he did a great presentation on cows and buffaloes, and you know, as corny as it sounds, and he was even saying it, but you know. Both of them can sense storms. Both of them have two total different reactions to the to sense in the storm. You know, cows run away from the storm, and they're in it longer. And buffalo charge the storm, and 
you know, his whole mentality was that we've had a lot of storms this season and this is just one more storm and let's, let's charge it. And, you know, they were screaming buffaloes for all playoff long, you know, and it became kind of like our rally cry. What does Billy Parker know about cows and <laughs> buffaloes? He knows pigs, right? Well, that day we, we, were, we were locked in on buffaloes. We ate a lot of pig that day. I bet you did. And Billy Parker's a great guy, good friend of ours, and uh, that's that's a that's a great story. All right, Jaquavion Smith with a, a big afternoon in the state championship game, 33 big points. He's headed to North Carolina State next year. And let me tell you something, the pack needs him because uh, State fell to Syracuse in today's uh, ACC tournament game, 89-68. So, uh to Quavion, I think we're all looking forward to seeing him play in that red and white. Well, I think he has an opportunity to play right away if he, the weight room is going to be for any freshman, not just Terquavion. I mean, I, I can remember talking to J- Justin Wright, he's built like a tank at North Carolina Central, and I, I can remember talking to him early on about the first month, about breaking him in half, you know, the amount of weights that you're lifting, uh, and the regimented schedule you're on. Once you get used to that and, and, you know, hopefully things go smoothly, I think he's going to have an opportunity to play because he is the most competitive person I've ever coached. He does not like to lose, whether it's scrimmage, throws, checkers, you name it. <laughs> um, and, and he's not lost a lot in his life. Uh, I was talking to his AAU coach earlier because we were going through the Gatorade Player of the Year application. And – of all the guys that's on CP3's team, which is probably one of the best AU organizations in the country, he's the most competitive guy. You know, he's the guy that wants the ball. He wants to play the best. Uh, and I think night in and night out at NC State, he's going to be given that opportunity to, to, to go against some of the best people in the country. Well, Coach, we talked about Turquavion, and we talked a little bit about the team. What does this state championship mean to you, obviously bringing it back home again what does it feel? I mean, you were able to coach those guys through the highs and the lows. As a coach, how are you feeling this week? Tired. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 a, it's a mental fatigue. You know, it's just it's so immense. Um, you're locked in for so long. I couldn't sleep. You, I mean, this is just me. I don't know how other coaches do it, but for these two weeks of the playoffs, you know, you you don't eat very good. You, you don't get a lot of sleep. You watch a lot of film. Uh, there's no you, you. It's like being underwater, and there's no time to to catch catch that next breath. It's a uh, you might get a tiny breath, but then there's a wave coming at you because you're at hurt. You you went at Hertford, and you you're happy for 15 minutes, and you're on the, you're worried about South Granville and Bobby Butterford, and then you win at South Granville. And now you're worried about going to Reedsville and Breon Pass, another ACC signee. A lot of people don't realize in the top pod of the Eastern 2A, there was four ACC commits in that 18 top half of that bracket. Um, there's only five kids in the state of North Carolina that signed to go to an ACC school this year, and four more in the 2A East. How about and that? All, and four of those eight schools were in the top half of our bracket. So we knew we were going to run into another team that had another great player. And a lot of times a great player can get hot at any time and carry a team. That's exactly right. Farmville Central with that big win, 113-98. The Jaguars set a new uh, NCHSAA record for points in a state finals game. The two teams combined for the most points in a state championship game. So this one was one for the record books, wasn't it, Coach? 
yeah, we, I tell them at halftime, let's play faster. You know, no, 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 no hollering, no yelling, no. We talked a little bit about the scout. You know, we had a few breakdowns in the first half on a guy we were really keying on. And then the last thing we said for the locker room is, guys, if they want to run, let's run faster. And, uh, you know, I didn't think they could keep up with us for 32 minutes. And, and I thought toward middle to late third quarter, early fourth quarter, early fourth quarter, our depth, our conditioning, I believe was superior to anyone we played this year. And uh, it just wears on people because we can play that same pace for 32 minutes. Larry Wolford, the head basketball coach at Farmville Central, joining us. Coach, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. You'll get a break now from all the interviews, I guess, after winning that third straight state championship. But we certainly appreciate your time and enjoyed covering your team this year. Enjoy. We're looking forward to covering your team in the future, too, because you've got a lot of young talent on that team. But uh, thanks so much, and congratulations again from all of us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully being on another podcast soon. There you go. Larry Williford. Thanks, Coach. Head coach at Farmville Central after Thank that you. State 2A championship, back-to-back-to-back state titles for the Jaguars of Farmville Central. This is the Not On Your Side Sports Podcast. We do this weekly. Let's talk a little high school football now. We had our first Touchdown Friday Top 9. We usually do a, a preseason Top 9. We didn't do one this year because there was so much uncertainty about games and who was going to play and and you know, we hadn't seen any of the teams through scrimmages or anything like that. It's been a crazy year. <laughs> we did come up with Havelock as the number one team in our touchdown Friday top nine. And the Rams have uh, played the part so far mm-hmm. through uh, two weeks because uh, Havelock just uh, steamrolled Wallace Rose Hill. Mm-hmm. Tarboro's number two in our poll. J.H. Rose is third. Uh, Jacksonville is at number five. Conley at six. Edenton at seven. West Craven at eight. And South Central at nine. That poll will change coming up tomorrow night with our week uh, three edition of our Touchdown Friday Top 9. Big game this week is Conley and Rose. And uh, when you look at the this the history of this rivalry, you know, Rose dominated for so many years. And then Conley got good in football. And mm-hmm. they, the rivalry kind of changed a little bit. And it's been, you know, some really, really outstanding games. And it's unfortunate we won't be able to, you know, pack the plays over at J.H. Rose. But there should be, you know, a Good enough crowd with the uh, restrictions by the governor, but Conley and Rose, you know, you look at the rampants and what they've done through two games. Conley's only played one game because of some COVID problems, so we haven't seen a lot of Conley. They won their first game against uh, Southern Wayne, twenty-eight nothing at home. Rose has looked really good under yeah. Will Bland his first year uh, through two weeks. I'm looking forward to that one. They're both great coaches too, and a lot of again we talked about this last week, but they're two coaches that I keep in mind that are very helpful and willing to, you know, promote their teams and build the program. So it's exciting to be able to watch them and have a game this early on in the season. Um, Watch them go head to head. All right. Some of the other games we'll have coverage of on touchdown Friday this week, North Pitt at Southwest Edgecombe, Riverside at Tarboro. Uh, Nolan Knight will be at those two games if our schedule holds true. Green Central at South Lenore, West Craven at Kinston. That'll be Kelsey and her pair of games. Ken Watlington, by the way, will be doing our game of the week this week. We're alternating. Usually we do packages with three of our reporters out in the field, but because we only go 15 minutes with the show, we're doing one package and everybody else is getting a couple of Mm -hmm. games. So uh, Kelsey will have those two games from the Lenore County. Pender at Richlands, Northside Jacksonville at Jacksonville. We'll pair those up for one of our photographers down south, uh, Washington at Aiden Grifton, Nash County at Farmville Central is a pair of games we're going to get, and West Carteret at Havelock. We're going to get that one as well. Pirate Baseball is also at home on Friday. East Carolina off that big win over Duke. The Pirates complete the season sweep of the Blue Devils. And in this year, 
when there aren't many non-conference games, once the Pirates start conference play, there won't be any more midweek games or non-conference games. So the two wins over Duke are, are pretty big. I don't know how that will parlay into the RPI later on and whether that's enough if East Carolina wins a bunch of games to get them a national seed, which is what their goal is. But uh, those two wins over Duke, they've looked really good. Looks like we're going to have to have Malcolm Gray back on to break it all yeah. down for us to see uh, where Pirate Baseball will be. They have to do that. <laughs> they've got Charlotte in town for a three-game series this weekend, and Charlotte is coming off a midweek game where they beat number 14 Tennessee 9 nothing. So obviously they've got a little bit of talent uh, in the uh, Queen City of Charlotte. The Charlotte 49ers coming to town, three-game series at Clark LeClaire Stadium. And again, there are some tickets available, uh, 30% capacity through the governor. So there will be some fans in the stands for that. Let's talk pirate basketball a little bit. East Carolina opens play in the uh, American Athletic Conference tournament coming up tomorrow night, 7 o'clock tip against UCF. Pirates lost both games to the Knights in the regular season. UCF, and I believe there's one other team, maybe South Florida, the only teams the Pirates were able to play twice because of all the COVID issues East Carolina has had. Uh, Joe Dooley was on a Zoom earlier today, and he, he kind of said that, you know, we don't know what to expect. You know, we think we've we've improved. We think we're a good basketball team, and they've proven they're a good basketball team at times because they beat the number five team in the country mm -hmm. in the Houston Cougars. But uh, COVID he, shutdown came at the wrong time. Yeah, East Carolina <laughs> is the 11th seed. UCF is the number six seed. Wichita State is the one seed, and the Houston Cougars the two seed. Houston, of course, has been in, ranked in the top ten most right. of the basketball season. But the Pirates need a win to make it to Friday in the quarterfinals in the American Athletic, Athletic uh, Conference basketball championships the um the ladies played late night on tuesday night and the ladies were 0 for 17 from the three-point line Oof. and dropped that game to the uh, third seed the houston cougars so uh, their season ended last night and they played well enough at times to win that mm -hmm. game i watched most of the first half and, and and a lot of the second half and they just couldn't get over they would get close but they just couldn't make an outside shot. And if you make a couple of those three-pointers, obviously back you know, you're game. back in the thing. Yeah. But uh, they just couldn't get those things to fall. And so uh, their season ends. The Pirate men uh, also got some good news today. Jaden Gardner was a second-team selection last year as far as all-conference mm -hmm. is concerned. This year he makes the first-team all-conference for the American Athletic Conference. That's, so that's impressive, too, as a sophomore because you don't see that that often with young players um, proving themselves within a conference. Yeah, and he's he's really a, just a, a workhorse for this pirate basketball team, and everybody knows, and everybody knows that he's going to be the guy that the Pirates try to feed the basketball mm -hmm. to, and he's undersized, but he blocks out well, and, and he gets a lot of rebounds, and you know he's cornered the market on double doubles. I mean, yeah. he's really you know had another outstanding season, and so uh, looking forward to seeing him play in the future. As Joe Dooley said today in the Zoom, we've got to continue to get pieces around him, mm -hmm. and if the better pieces we get around him, the better he's going to be, and the better Pirate basketball is going to be. So hopefully the future is bright there. ACC basketball tournament going on in Greensboro, North Carolina this week. Opened up play on Tuesday with the first round games. Uh, the biggest game or, or the, the the best game of the day last night was Notre Dame and Wake Forest. The mm -hmm. Irish came, ran on a 16-2 run late or 17-2, something like that, and they hit a three at the three gun. Words. Yeah, at the gun <laughs> to win that game. So they advanced to tonight's game against North Carolina. Duke won and won big in their opener against Boston College. Duke plays Louisville coming up later on tonight. Uh, Miami and Clemson are playing, getting it set to tip it off as we speak right now. And we came on today at 2 o'clock on this Wednesday, and North Carolina State had just fallen to Syracuse. And that was a, 
a huge loss for the Wolfpack because really, I think a lot of folks thought that uh, State could get a run going and maybe you know I agree. win this yeah. thing. 89-68, uh, Syracuse, and they hit so many threes. And Buddy Beheim just scored at will against North <laughs> Carolina State. So uh, State uh, falls and Syracuse advances to play the top seed, the Virginia Cavaliers, coming up tomorrow at noon. And our Ken so, Watling is there now. I'm very yeah, jealous. Ken Watlington <laughs> is there, and he's uh, – Reporting from Greensboro, coming up later on in our newscast. Uh, he's a big Carolina fan, so you want to get up there and do a little work and have a little fun and watch a little basketball. So he had a chance to do that today. we got a lot of stuff coming up. Touchdown Friday coming up on Friday night, 1120 uh, on 9 on your side. Before Touchdown Friday, we always have a sportscast, and that will be Char- Charlotte against East Carolina uh, in baseball and in whatever else happens mm-hmm. in the uh, world of sports coming up on Friday. The ACC semifinals will be part of that yes. as well. So that's going on too. So. Uh, busy time, and let me tell you something. When you think back to this time a year ago, it was a year ago Thursday yep. of this week when the entire down. sports world started to shut down, and that was one of the most depressing days. I'll never forget leave, being in Greensboro. I was looking forward to, you know, we knew there was a lot of stuff going on. There weren't going to be many fans mm-hmm. in the stands, but I had no idea. And that morning when I got there at 11 o'clock, by 1130, we started hearing reports that you know the Big Ten had canceled their tournament. Mm-hmm. And this team had canceled their tournament, and it just seemed like it just snowballed. But the thing I'll never forget, driving to Greensboro, I was listening to talk radio, sports talk radio, and they had the commissioner mm-hmm. of the ACC on. Uh, Swafford was on saying that, no, at noon we are tipping it off. Right. We're playing on Thursday. Mm-hmm. We'll cross Friday's bridge when we get to it. They were playing. Oh, gosh, within an hour. And then, like, and then Florida State and Clemson were warming up, <laughs> uh-huh. and they went back in the locker room, and then, you know, 12 o'clock came, and nobody's on the floor warming yeah. up, mm-hmm. and we knew something was going on. That. And uh, they decided to cancel the entire tournament. They awarded Florida State what would have been the automatic bid from the ACC, but the NCAA yeah. tournament didn't happen as well. But uh, we've come a long way since those days. I was telling somebody at lunch today that, that you know, when that thing hit with no sports going on mm-hmm. and you're a sportscaster, <laughs> I mean, think about that. Nolan had to cover uh, some news. I mean, yeah. And, and I had to, we had to create sports basically. Right. And we were very Virtual. fortunate that we were able to get, you know, interviews with coaches through Zoom and, and trying to keep, because we knew sports wasn't shut down forever. We just didn't know how long it was going to be. Right. And I had no idea it was going to be that long. Very long time. I have a special report that will air tomorrow, too, on the state right. of sports. Um, we look at where we were a year ago and where we are now. So a couple of local um, coaches, a commissioner at uh, Greenville Little League, and then um, athletic director at ECU will hop on there and kind of tell the story and um, their emotions throughout the past year. So that's a pretty cool one. And it was emotional for a lot of us. Yeah. I mean, it was it was just, you know, because we had so many things planned. You know, pirate football is, is just magical. I mean, those Saturday afternoons yeah. and – tailgating with friends and, and all of that was taken away. And then, you know, Brian Weingarts is one of your guests mm-hmm. and they, they were welcoming the world to Greenville with yeah. the softball world series. And they were really looking forward to that. You were with me at the press conference when they made Ugh. the announcement. And, you know, we were all looking forward to that because I have a huge background in softball. When my daughter came along and, and, you know, just know all the stuff that goes into right. you know, all of that. I was really looking forward to that. But. Well, you think about for the kids too, that, you grow up playing sports. You learn so much about your life. You learn how to work together as a team, how to overcome adversity and all those things for about a year. Some kids got to play sooner than others, but for about a year, 
I guess some parents where you sitting at home questioning, hey, are we ever gonna? Oh yeah, I mean it's go back out there? and we still haven't. Got, I do a lot of stuff with the exceptional community baseball league, which mm-hmm. is special needs, and we can't have those. It's frustrating. You know, we, yeah. we can't have anybody out there like that because you have to get inside their bubble mm-hmm. to help them hit, to help them catch. To you know, there, <laughs> I never thought of it like this, but it's it's a it's germ central really when you're out there <laughs> doing this thing. But you don't think about that because you know, for the love of the game right. and and getting a chance to be that that's one of the most rewarding things I think I've ever done in my career is just being out there and and, and helping with with that. And one one you know child is in a wheelchair and hits the ball and mm-hmm. gets to wheel around the bases, and another child has to you know have to hold her hands. Another child can run the bases by himself. It's just yeah. And it's, it's it's children and adults. We've got an adult you know section for the league too, and and we've missed all of that. But uh, I think in talking to the board, I used to be on the board. I'm still kind of a auxiliary member, uh, advisory member, and I think they're trying to work out some deals where, where they can do some kind of clinics with with some of the yeah some of the players, and that would be be good to get them out there and let them play a little bit as well. But uh, Greenville Little League is in uh, full force, and it's such mm-hmm. a big deal around here with all the parents and all the children and everything, and and then you know in the summertime if they if they happen to get on a hot streak and win some, you know, win state, win regional, and head to Williamsport, yeah. two of the best trips of my life of covering. Well, it is Greenville. exciting too. Um, when I was talking to Brian for my special report, he was saying that they are planning to have the softball Little yeah. League World Series. So, right now, knock right. on wood, if everything goes as well, we'll need uh, lots of hand sanitizer and maybe a couple more masks yeah, out there. That'll so be, that'll be fun. All right, Kelsey. <laughs> anything else? Let's get out of here. No, enjoy the sun. All right, here we go. It's been nice out today. All right, for Kelsey O'Donnell, I'm Brian Bailey, and this has been our Not on Your Side Sports Podcast. We'll see you next week.